Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look at this rundown of various schools, including this might be in my school, um, for uh, opening up next year. Face coverings to be worn by staff and students. Kids are going to wear masks the entire day at school? Really? Hmm. Yeah, this stuff is all changeable. Obviously. Yeah. I don't know if that's Going doable, to their isolation kids. booths to eat lunch? you got to take your mask off at some point. Anyway, more on that later. Uh, Trump yeah. announced yesterday that the Republican National Convention won't take place in North Carolina. Uh, for a variety of reasons, we could get into that story. I don't know where they're going to have it. Um, so, whatever. I don't know if you care where the Republican National Convention is. I don't. I don't. No, there um, are a number of states, and they're all pretty cool. And I had one more thing. <laughs> had one more thing I was going to throw in before we got to the meat of this. Wasn't it was good too, man? It was good. Well, I mean, it was really going. It was going to change your life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my my predictions have come th- true. Is uh, there are uh, increasing cases of cannibalism around oh, the yeah. country? Oh yeah. That's what I was going to bring up. Really? Yeah. That that California man took a bite out of Florida man in terms of getting <laughs> national attention. Really, not a good choice of words. So we got to get to that story coming up later. Yeah. Cannibalism in the Golden State, not Florida. California. <laughs> and his what? own grandmother. Oh, no. Ate his own grandmother. Oh, no. No. Don't eat your grandparents, kids. Don't <laughs> eat your grandparents. You know, 
I'm concerned that the sort of person you have to tell that to is uh, immune to your reasoning. <laughs> if you if you follow me, if you need to be told not right. to eat your grandparents, you're probably a grandpa eater, or or at least at risk for eating grandpa. Hmm. Also coming up. How is the COVID thing going? All these states have opened up, so we've had a spike in uh, in deaths, right? Right? Anybody? Any state? Anywhere? No. Yeah, Not I, so much. I actually do have a little COVID commentary I want to make later. Yeah, I've been off it for a while. Yeah, I know. And mostly because you're all sick of it. Uh, that's my just yeah, gut well, feeling and polls show it. Yeah, but uh, this is not this. They're not sick of our talking exactly. About it. What are you talking about? What are we yelling at? Well, I don't. I, you seem to be implying that we are part of the ho hum blah 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 of the mainstream media talking about it. We take a different angle. Well, Have you considered being good at your job? Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, you try this. It's harder than it looks. Which is an excellent transition. So that was from yesterday. <laughs> Set up exactly what was going on there, Sean. So the L.A. Police Council decided to do uh, kind of the equivalent of a city council meeting where... Uh, members of the community have a chance to come before them and, you know... We'll uh, give them a chance to vent their frustrations. There's a two-minute co- public comment period. Yeah, two, two minutes per person. Yeah, we'll give them a chance to vent their frustrations, and, and they won't be riding in the streets. And they did this via the interwebs, which, uh, well, here's... For social distancing reasons, I suppose, you had to make clearly, it a Zoom sort clearly, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And uh, here, here's uh, one of those two-minute interactions. You can hear me? Yes, we can. Great. Uh, first things first, Chief Moore, you got to do a better job of pretending you care about this, man. I've been watching you roll your eyes and offer half-hearted smirks, acting like a teenager who's falling asleep in detention. Are you not aware of the war crimes your department's doing, or are you just that impatient to go do more of them? I see a lot of you, particularly sober off, only react when folks use profanity in their remarks. If you think curse words are bad, wait until you hear about these 600-plus murders your department has committed over the last seven years. Wow. As long as Moore's out here equating peaceful protesters with cops who murder black people, you all could pretend to be as angry about murder as the F-word. Okay, kids? I know you're all having a rough day. What with everyone here telling you you're bad at your jobs? Have you considered being good at your jobs? If not, you could find new jobs in retail or restaurants. I know how desperate Garcetti is to get Angelinos consuming again during a global pandemic. Where were the curfews then? By the way, weird. Chief Moore is morally obligated to resign. Mikey, I know you said you didn't mean protesters are as much to blame for George Floyd's murder as his murderers. That's a lie. It is what you meant, and we all know it. Mikey's made it clear in his racist actions and empty platitudes that he doesn't care about the well-being of his constituents. He loves to tear gas them, blind them, force them indoors with curfews that are announced only a half hour before they take effect, and racially profile as he does so. Don't think I didn't hear about how yesterday you sent out an alert in English saying curfew started at 5 p.m. and sent out an alert right after in Spanish saying it started at 6. What's up with that, bud? All your cute Zoom background photos of the city won't trick us into thinking you care about anyone but yourselves and what's in your pockets. To close with a James Cameron quote, cops think of all non-cops as less than they are. Stupid, weak, and evil. They dehumanize the people they are sworn to protect and desensitize themselves in order to do that job. That's you pigs to a T. Black Lives Matter, act like it. Happy Tuesday. Well, that was some good screeding. Yeah, I don't agree with much of what no, he said, but, no, uh, but well, well written and crafted. Yeah. Why, why is it people that have the ability to do that always have that uh, that sound? That sounds like a whole bunch of guys I've known in my life. When they decode the genome, we'll know that. Yeah. You're right, though. The kind of guy that's got that verbal ability or writing ability sounds like that. Yes. 
Yeah, frequently, often has that tone as well. I I would like just to highlight how beautiful of an American thing that is. Oh, yeah, sure. A a citizen talking trash to their ruling class, essentially. Amen. We need more of that, not less, even if I disagree with the guy. Absolutely. I I don't know uh, what time I said this last week, so I'll say it again in case you didn't hear it, because I think it's an interesting contrast that ought to be pointed out a lot. A guy got killed in Minneapolis, and the whole country has been talking about it now for two weeks. It's terrible. It's a murder. All that. It's not. I'm not trying to dismiss it. But this doesn't happen anywhere else or very many other places. In China, this happens all the time. Nobody talks about it. Nobody dares. Most every country in Africa, most every country in South America, all of Russia, there a, a ton of the world, maybe half the world's population, cops kill somebody, you don't even mention it. The Philippines. Yikes. So... The fact that we're having a national discussion about it for weeks is a good thing. It, it's it's a, an outlier in human history. I wish we were talking about the 77-year-old black ex-cop who was oh. gunned down during the protest. Today, he actually was gunned down during the looting and the anarchy, um, not the protest. And I'm sorry, I, I was following so many cities. Do you recall what city he was in? Uh, I will get that was for you in just a Boston? moment. Boston? I think Louis, Louisville, was it? Yeah, I can't remember, but uh, utterly horrific uh, tragedy. St. Louis. St. Louis, very good. A, a good man and a great man and a, a fine man gunned down. Nobody's got a single word to say about him. Why is that? How about, doesn't fit the narrative. How about the FBI's warning that's out today, and finally the networks are going with the officials say violent opportunists may be infiltrating the protests. Do you think? Because that was denied by many now for quite a while. But now the FBI, the FBI that you love because they hate Trump, uh, is saying um, uh, violent opportunists are infiltrating the protests. Yeah, that has clearly happened. Uh, now, whether now who they are, I'm not exactly sure about. Yeah. Um, and it might be a whole bunch of different people, but that's clearly happened. Hey, speaking of St. Louis, yeah, go ahead and play the, the tape of the chief there, Michael. Or I'll go, uh, Sean, number one, please. Some coward fired shots at officers, and, and now we have four in the hospital. But thankfully, and, and thank God, they're alive. They're alive. But I, I you, you, can we make some sense out of this? That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, those were four different cops. I believe they're all okay, but yeah. they got shot and went to the hospital. Senseless deaths or injuries are just sometimes they hit you in such a way that you can't, you can't handle it. It just, it just, doesn't, it just doesn't add up. That it happened, but it happens all the time. Um, yeah, that's something. Violent opportunists may be infiltrating the protests, says the FBI. Well, I'm glad the uh, national media is now on that story. Yeah, and to get back to our theme, uh, the previous segment, where the statistics absolutely do not bear out at all some sort of systematic slaying of black people by white cops. It just, it's, it's very rare, um, and and just the narrative is wrong. That makes it when the when the twisted, exaggerated, highly ideological narrative is the only one in the public square. That makes it nearly impossible to engage in an intelligent way with the issues that do exist. It's the activists wildly overstating their case, which is the usual uh, situation. And then, you know, a great example of this sort of thing. The whole clearing of Lafayette Park so the president can have his photo opportunity. The the park police are saying we absolutely did not use any tear gas. None of it. 
It was reported all day long yesterday that it was tear gas. NPR is still going with tear gas or some other gas. You know, it's known smoke bombs. And now the Justice Department is saying we only did that when we did that because somebody was chucking water bottles at the Attorney General. Now, how much of any of that is true? I don't have the slightest idea. Everybody is throwing around their own facts and their own narrative. Everybody thinks they're counterpunching. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, People are always, when you ask people why they do something, they're always saying because something else happened first. So they always feel, each side feels justified because the other person instigated something first. Such has been the nature of our politics for a while. Um, It's the nature of seven-year-olds as well, but... So we're going to talk a little bit about the COVID coming up, but I, I got a quick funny thing to end on. Is that all right if we bring a little humor into this discussion? I don't know if who, I'm in the mood. Who, who am I lecturing here? I don't know. I thought this was a funny text. We just Hit it. Up. Hit it. I wanted a cold drink, and I had to use a credit card. This is at a, uh, a, a convenience store. I'm guessing a bit of a low-rent convenience store in a bit of a low-rent area of a certain town. I won't mention it because there's no... Anyway. Here's the sign on the door at the convenience store. Because of COVID-19, and I've been to places that won't take cash. You probably have, too. They're not taking cash right now. But this is because of COVID-19 and the high temperatures, we will not we will not accept sock or bra money. Man, and it says management. <laughs> so you can't pull money out of your sock or, or your, your bra. bra. So you probably got some uh, COVID hiding in there with, the, with them other things there. I don't want any boob sweat or feet there, sweat right. you on got, my money. You got COVID on your boobs. <laughs> what the heck? Armstrong and Getty. Um, not talking about the protesting uh, racial stuff here, but I do hope that the story is written on where are the bricks coming from, who are the outside agitators, all that sort of stuff. It's 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 really interesting. Indeed, um, I can't wait till they figure that out. I hope they figure it out. Yeah, we need to redo that Wall Street Journal editorial later on about uh, you know who actually kills who and how many cops kill how many people of various races. The rest of it. Uh, also, the president uh, whisked down to the bump bunker the other day. What do we know about the bunker? What? Bunkers. For one thing. Ooh, why are they what, telling us? What is known about the White House bunkers? I have a source. Okay. Deep within the White House. Speaking of the president, bunker. he's tweeted, and I thought this would be worth passing along. In three and a half years, I've done much more for our black population than Joe Biden has done in 43 years. Actually, he set them back big time with his crime bill. Well, that's interesting. So he's hammering biden for the crime bill which is something that most republicans liked and Mm -hmm. like yeah but uh anyway uh which he doesn't even seem to remember so that's a hitting on his age Uh, i've done more for black americans in fact than any president in u.s history with the possible exception of another republican president the late great abraham lincoln oh boy and it's not even close the democrats (laughs) know this and so does the fake news but they refuse to write or say it because they are inherently corrupt see pinned above and apparently that's something about the corrupt news. But So he's done more for black America with the possible exception. Right. Not, not the obvious or clear exception, but the possible exception <laughs> of Abraham Lincoln who I, freed the slaves. I might have done more than Abe. <laughs> We're still doing the math. I like when he says late, great Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> like you're talking about the late, great Rodney Dangerfield. 
Yeah, I, don't, I think Lincoln just, you can just say Lincoln. He's, he's got his rep. Uh, yeah, I know. It's hilarious. Oh, man. And I just, I, I just, I would love to know if it's a strategy when he does these various things or, or what? I don't know. So we've now been more or less open in a lot of places uh, in terms of COVID lockdown stuff uh, around the United States. How are the trend lines looking? Oh, and, and Jack, feel free to make any requests you want. I've got to click state by state. Um, and, and the more you drill down, the more interesting and relevant it is. For instance, there, there hasn't been anything happening in the county where I live for many weeks. I mean, it's just. I talked to... Uh, it may have been overrun with cases six months ago. Right. We don't know. I yep. hope we find that out someday, because that would be the most interesting part of the whole story. I talked to a doctor who practices in the most hard-hit part of my region, and she said, I have a 1 in 1,400 chance of running into somebody who has the virus at this point. I was talking to somebody that... The number of people <laughs> I've talked to who've, who said the same thing to me, do you know anybody who's got it? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody but like one person has said the same thing to me. No, I don't know anybody. Yeah, that that's, that's well. I know a couple, um, but uh, just a couple, and that's from the beginning of the thing. So daily deaths in New York, New York State at this point they peaked on April twelfth, I think. Uh, yeah, with about nine hundred sixty nine. They are now down to. 86, from 969 to 86 deaths per day. Georgia, famously, the governor of Georgia is going to have blood on his hands. Who said that? I don't know. Somebody or other. Uh, They peaked in uh, around April 20th with 36 daily deaths in Georgia, and they're around 28 now. Uh, so it hasn't dropped a lot, but it hasn't risen. Hasn't written, risen at all. Well, uh, I was looking at the national numbers. So of the last eight days, four of the last eight days have been under 800 mm-hmm. nationally, which means we're not adding very many on a day-by-day basis. So the total is going to be in the very low 100,000s so because we just crested 100,000 and we're adding like 700 a, a day currently, and that will right. drop off. And it is, uh, according to the, the, uh, the models that people have been looking at, which have frequently been wildly off, but models are not supposed to be. No, no scientist looks at them and says, oh, my God, that's what's going to happen. They see a big range. And they understand there's a big range. Well, even the high end of the range of the model nationally says, we're going to keep uh, going down, 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 down. It's going to be in the few hundreds. But remember, they've done a couple of tests. They did the one in, in Los Angeles County. That was, the, was that the USC study? And then there was another Stanford study in farther north in California where, where they believe there are hundreds of thousands of cases. That happened early part of the year and nobody even knew it was around, which would mean to me that this thing could have come and gone in this country in a lot of areas, not done much damage, and we didn't need to destroy the economy at all. Now, that's a 2020 hindsight thing, but that might be the end story of this Mm -hmm. when we when it's all said and done. Just for fun, Washington State, where the thing allegedly started, although it almost surely didn't, they're down to four deaths per day, max.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mean, we, we do have to get to the guy who ate his grandma. Cannibalism rampant in the streets of America, as if we didn't have enough going on. Uh, a quick follow-up to the last segment, which unfortunately we had to truncate because of a hard break, as we say in the business. Uh, the COVID-19 rates are continuing to go down, 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 or are flat in places where there are practically none of them. Meanwhile, many of the governors and county health officials and state health officials continue to have their boots on the throats of the economy, which is devastating businesses and people and their health. It's shutting hospitals. Uh, I'm looking at Wisconsin, where they had to sue to get a judge to rule the governor's shutdown was uh, unjustified. They've been at less than 10 deaths per day now for over a month. And listen, God bless the people who die. Of course, it's terrible. But it's it's just, it's nothing you shut the economy down over. Absolutely I'm not, not. I'm not sure anything is something you shut the economy down over, is what we'll learn in retrospect. Anything, sh- well, I might throw in anything short of the worst of the estimates early on, which were not borne out. Still don't understand why you can't leave businesses open, wear masks, wash hands, let a few people in your store at a time. You well, never make people close their business. Well, I would, I would say right now, open all businesses with general guidelines of how you probably ought to keep people safe, but no heavy-handed enforcement. None. It, for goodness sakes. Go to the hospital if you need to go to the hospital. Orthopedic surgeries, start them up. Cancer screening, dental care, all of it. Open it up. Get it going. If you're an individual dentist or hygienist and you don't want to be in people's mouths because of the speaking moistly and the rest of it, that's up to you. God, I listened to a long podcast the other day that involved uh, lawyers and uh, and politicos um, talking about this and discussing how it's going to be a lot more difficult than you think. And when they started looking at it, all the different angles, it does get really thorny really quickly. What do you do if you've got people who say, and, and part of it is the untangling the unemployment mess, where people are making so much money, uh, as much or more money not working than they were working. Mm-hmm. But what do you do with, with, with people who, who go to work, say they got the COVID at work, and then you know, try to sue or whatever. How does that all get worked out? What do you do with people who say, I don't think it's safe enough to come back to work, so I'm not going to go back to work? Do you fire them? Do you keep paying them? How long does that last? Well, you know, I'd like to point out, I don't think anybody in history has ever sued, certainly not successfully, for getting the flu at work during flu season. How can you make me come to work? It's the flu season, says nobody ever. San Diego Union Tribune has uh, got a piece... uh, Another day with under 100 new coronavirus cases and a positive test rate under 3%. Shouldn't the daily numbers have started ticking up a bit by now, given all the reopening that's gone on recently? One month ago, County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher, during a daily briefing, shared a conservative estimate that 7.5% of tests might come back positive. The uh, thought on May 1st was that eventually the daily positive number could hit 400. <clears throat> so far, though, that estimate has been wildly uh, pessimistic. Uh, said the county health guy, our rolling 14-day average is 2.9%, so that's trending in a good direction. No additional COVID-related deaths were announced Monday, leaving the total for San Diego at 269. So nobody is dying. Why are you closed? Well, it could explode and like five people would or what? 
we we have reached a space where we've got everything completely backward. We are paranoid as a people, and we are trying to eliminate all risk, no matter the cost, which was absolutely not the plan going in. And 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 nobody would ever agree to if we hadn't gone through the paranoia. See, if you proposed or you posed the question six months ago, here are the death rates for this thing. Now we know. Here are the death rates. I'm thinking of shutting down the entire economy. We haven't had a death in many days in San Diego, but I think we did. You would be hooted out of town like you were a crazy person. Why are we doing what we're doing now? Come on, folks. So uh, shifting gears. Resist we much. Or, or, you know, violate the law. Do business. Cut people's hair. Do whatever you, you do. Just do it. This next story is not for everyone. Some people don't like this sort of thing. But uh, when you have a bad story like this, I think the New York Post is the place to go because this is with their expertise, right? New York Post has been around for like 150 years doing stories like this. California man caught cannibalizing his own grandmother. A California sicko was arrested after horrified officers caught him eating his own grandmother. They caught him in the act. He was in the midst of it, yes. Yikes! Dwayne Wallach. Remember when there was a thing about serial killers being named Wayne or Dwayne? Yes, always the first or middle name. Yep. Dwayne Wallach, 37, discovered around 2 o'clock Monday afternoon. Middle of the afternoon. Late lunch. In the act of eating his 90-year-old granny. Great, Scott. In Richmond, California, according to the San Jose Mercury News. Great, Scott. When they entered the home, they ordered Wallach to stop doing what he was doing. Stop eating your grandma. What? I said, but he continued to eat the dead woman, the outlet reported. Wow, that is way crazy. They had to subdue him with a stun gun to get him to stop. He's hungry. Uh, admitted to a hospital where he's being treated for physical injuries, I guess, subduing him. Uh, and he's well, obviously a complete nut job. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, he's being treated for a number of things. No motive released for the grandmother's death, but they are investigating whether drug use played a role um, they do believe he killed her, but they haven't nailed that down yet. Okay, so yeah, oh well, this sounds like the bath salts back in the day when that was popular. Florida guy chewing off another guy's face, and they couldn't get him off of him. And the rest sounds a little like that. I wonder if he's on the one of your weird uh, manufactured synthetic uh, mind altering chemicals. Boy, that's craziness. Oh. It's kind of my thing to predict cannibalism, but this is uh, this is not that. Not rampant, I don't think. Did seems I say rampant an, earlier? Is, I apologize. No, well, that's what we're predicting, rampant cannibalism. All right. But this seems Could to happen. be an isolated incident. Yes. Yes. Thank God. Thank God. Wow, the police come in and say, hey, stop, and he won't. I'm eating. Can this not wait till after? Sick. I'd like to talk to police about that. You de- when, when somebody's doing something completely like they're completely out of their minds, either mental illness or drugs, that has got to be the scariest of situations because they're, they're, they're not checked in with reality at all. Right. They might think you're a robot coming to eat their brain. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, as we were discussing earlier, you can't use logic with a person who doesn't have the capacity for logic. Now, we were talking about numbskulls earlier, but certainly... Uh, if if you're uh, you know psychotic, that's true. What is known about the White House bunkers? Ooh, they said. Why did Trump go to the bunker? Oh, because there is a serious writing out front of the White House. I'm sure that's a like 
you know, it's a precaution. Not really needed, but why not? We've got a bunker. Might as well go down in it. Yeah, and I have a feeling it's not like your granny's root cellar in uh, rural Iowa. No, but I got it. I have a feeling it's fairly comfy. Although I was, I was about to say, the sentence I was about to say is, I got to imagine there's a whole bunch of weaponry and people that come out of nowhere if people actually get inside the fence. But remember, a couple of years ago when somebody got all the way in, ran in and up the stairs, right? And it turned out, was it Clinton or Obama was down right to the stairs? Yeah, as I recall. And they ran in the freaking White House with a knife. Yeah. They just turned the wrong direction was the only thing that stopped them. Whoops. Yeah, I, I feel uncomfortable even talking about that. Because I'd always assume that, I mean, you'd, it'd be an overwhelming show. Oh, laser beams and guns and, uh, and, and guys popping up with, with weaponry you can't even imagine. Trained apes, whatever. Because <laughs> they can clamber no, up. Somebody stuff. ran all the way in the White House, ran in the front door, and yeah. started to go up the stairs. Yeah. Should have just grabbed an ashtray and ran out again. A little souvenir. Uh, so we'll talk about the bunkers. And, uh, yeah, just checking back uh, on the COVID thing one more time. Yeah, we're nationally in a nation of 330 million people. We're at around 870 deaths per day, which is still a shame. The final number is, the final number is clearly going to be 100,000 ish, not much more than that, because we're not adding much unless it comes back. Yeah. And they're going to have to decide forever if that was worth $9 trillion. Yeah. The, the, the low end of the estimates is around 123. Uh, because they'll continue to trickle in here, there, and everywhere. It's still a nasty bug, and it gets old people. Well, and a thousand a day ain't nothing. If you had a thousand people die every day from something, that'd be three hundred and sixty-five thousand in a year. That'd be a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's going to be nowhere near that. No, right. obviously not. Our text line: If you got something to add, four one five two nine five KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The NYPD and the mayor did not do their job last night. I believe that. Tell Andrew Cuomo to get out on the streets with us. Take a look at the cops that are out there. Cops that are bleeding to keep this city. I'm all caught up from this thing. We are out there on the streets doing our job. Everybody has their spin. Everybody has their narrative. A lot of it's inaccurate. Well, I politicians are covering their own butts as hard as they can. I don't think it's inaccurate that uh, cities all across America were left just open for for looters. Yep, for a couple of nights for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, this article is in the Sacramento Bee. I'm glad the investigative journalists are looking into it. How Sacramento police left the city unguarded over two chaotic nights of vandalism and mayhem. Yeah, people aren't just supposed to be able to run the streets and steal whatever the hell they want all across America. I, I'm not sure I like the wording of that. Police departments in general don't like lawlessness, but they are told to stand down by politicians. So I'd like that headline to read, uh, Sacramento leaders left the city unguarded. But we can dig into that a little bit long uh, later. number of mayors, a lot of governors with egg on their faces, having done a terrible, terrible job being pulled in, in ridiculous, illogical uh, directions by the the untruths of the media. 
Well, and in some cases, the the very anarchists who are laying waste to the city. Well, let me read this. So this guy, Kendrick Fields, uh, from a restaurant, uh, said he found himself facing off against dozens of looters Sunday night with a Louisville slugger baseball bat after 911 calls proved fruitless. So this gets to what I was saying yesterday. So you were in a restaurant, almost certainly closed for most of the last two and a half months. You're hanging by a thread, even existing. So the government told you you're not allowed to be open, and you had to take their word for it. Mm-hmm. Then when there are bands of looters roaming the streets, you call the government and they don't show up. Correct. How would you have any belief in the in, in, in government at all at that point? Right. Any respect. And be happy that you're paying your taxes, and boy, when the county, uh, whoever comes to inspect my restaurant... I'm happy to pay the tab and, you know, make any changes they request. Oh, you found a single hair in the kitchen, did you? And you're threatening me now. Do you remember when people were smashing up the front of my store? Where were you then? Or do Have you, you considered being good at your job? Or do you remember when you, you told me I couldn't be open for two and a half months? Right. Even after the threat was clearly passed from the COVID, you still said, we need to save even one life. It's worth it. You sacrificed me for your ass, for your reputation. And then when looters hit the street, you're nowhere to be seen. Right. I, I can't imagine how... I would need therapy to deal with that. How can you even pay your taxes without They're just right. bitterness? Tell no you kidding. what. All right, I promised it, so I'll deliver it. Uh, this is uh, from the Seattle Times. I enjoyed this piece very much. At some point Friday night, as the demonstrators uh, were just north of the White House and getting crazy and, and climbing the fence and whatever else, Secret Service took the unusual step of moving the president uh, out of the executive mansion and into the secure underground facility. Uh, the White House has actually more than one bunker. Here's what's known. Beneath the White House's East Wing is the Presidential Emergency Operations Center built during WW2 as a protective measure for uh, Franklin Roosevelt. It's where uh, Dick Cheney uh, went during uh, September 11th and where former First Lady Laura Bush also described being evacuated on September 11th, 2001. Bill and Monica ever go down there? Oh, boy. I don't believe so. No. Uh, Like uh, Matt Lauer, uh, Bill had a lock on the office door. Mm -hmm. Copier room. Nothing sexier than a copier. JFK and Marilyn Monroe? Oh, anywhere they wanted, because nobody would report it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, JFK and his interns at the the White House swimming pool, or wherever that was. Uh, Former First Lady uh, Laura Bush describing the evacuation, uh, and I quote, I was hustled inside and downstairs through a pair of big steel doors that closed behind me with a loud hiss, forming an airtight seal. Wow, that's cool. That's straight out of a movie. I was now in one of the unfinished... I was now in one of the unfinished subterranean hallways underneath the White House, headed for the PEOC, the Presidential Emergency Operations Center. We walked along old tile floors with pipes hanging from the ceiling and all kinds of mechanical equipment. The PEOC is designed to be a command center during emergencies with televisions, phones, and communication facilities. If you were president, wouldn't you check all this stuff out just to see it? It's your White House. You get to do whatever you want. Hey, show show me the bunker and the aliens. Alien bones. But the, show me the bunker. I want to see everything. Absolutely. I, I I wonder if most presidents do that. I would Maybe. I don't know. I would want a tour of the joint. Yeah. Is the bowling alley still here? What? No? She describes being taken to a small conference room with a large table. Um, 
And then the National Archives later released photos of members of the Bush administration in that room that day. Of course, that just looks like a... Of course, uh, if you took a tour like that, it would leak out in the press. And then the story would be, President Getty tours White House like he's on vacation while one out of four children go hungry. Or, you know, whatever oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evidently, there's a newer, larger facility uh, now... Uh, Ronald Kessler wrote about the new construction in his 2018 book, The Trump White House, Changing the Rules of the Game. Spoke with the WAPO to describe uh, the project. After that attack, September 11th, the national security people recognized that uh, the old one is just not going to cut it. It's not sufficient. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. The idea was before that, if there were a nuclear attack or something biological, radiological, the White House staff and the people's, the president's people could be evacuated to some remote location in West Virginia. stick their heads between their legs. N- n- duck and, and cover. Kiss their hiney goodbye. No, we could take them to a remote location, West Virginia or Pennsylvania, but then they realized after the 9-11 attack that they could never leave Washington, certainly by vehicle, because what? all That's the roads a, were clogged. Look, I'm not very uh, inventive, but I, I would, that would have been my first thought. Not head to West Virginia? Well, if there's a missile in the air, what are you going to get me? We're going to go get in a car, and we're going to drive to West Virginia. Yeah, it's well, beautiful. I get there in time. You ever been? It's gorgeous. And even by helicopter, it would take it. Well, it would be very risky, given that the country was under sure. attack. So they came up with a scheme to create a totally separate facility, an underground bunker under the North Lawn. Should we know this? Probably not. Uh, in 2010, the GSA, the General Services Administration, began a large project outside the section of the White House where the Oval Office and offices of the President's senior advisors are located. How deep is it, I wonder? Like, deep enough that a bomb can go off above and you're okay? Uh, Yeah, very deep, very secure, Jack. Very deep. Uh, The GSA went to great lengths to keep the work secret, the AP reported in 2012, uh, not only putting up the fence around the excavation site, but ordering subcontractors not to talk to anyone and to tape over company info on trucks pulling into the White House gates. Um... It's got to be a bunker, right? The Post's Christian Davenport wrote in 2011. It's got to be a bunker. According to Kessler, it was. What it consists of is five stories deep into the ground with its own air supply and food supply. Five stories deep? Yes. Wow. It is sealed off from the above ground area so that there, if there were, for example, a nuclear attack, the radiation would not penetrate into this bunker, which has very thick concrete walls and that sort of thing. What are you going to do? Just stay down there for 500 years? Well, no, not 500 years. Stupid. Uh, the air is self-contained an, uh, and, and self-filtering like on a submarine. Sure. I, I got to believe it was an overreaction to take Trump down there because there are some, you know, looters out front. Oh, they do say Trump was given a tour in 2017 when he arrived. I mean, just me personally, they're going to have to get a lot closer to the front door with a lot more armament before I'm going way down there. They're going to run over you. You're going to look like a bunch of jerks. Right. Exactly. Just give me a couple of forty fives, and I'll just. Uh, I'll oh, so you're, so you're going to just sit at your desk with a gun like your Tony Montana in Scarface? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I'll go into the cocaine. Oval Office. I'll lock the door if anybody starts kicking it. I raise the gun, say, "Come on in." Kerblewy, kerblewy. Hit him with a little "Make My Day." <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I nah, I got to come You're a different kind of president, Joe Getty. Yeah. <laughs> And Getty. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. 
Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.